I want to acknowledge the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, the traditional custodians of this land on which I work and live on. I pay respect to elders past, present, and future. Hi, welcome to the Coffee Chat Podcast. On today's episode, I chatted to Jackie Diamond, an acting coach who is currently based in LA, who I was lucky to work with at the beginning of this year. She's an amazing acting coach and such an inspiring human. We chatted about all things acting, her teaching journey, tips for actors, and some fun rapid fire questions. So grab a coffee and enjoy. We're official. We're official. Come on now. Serious. This is serious action. Action. We can't we can't be fun on here at all. No. (laughs) People don't like that. No, don't do that. That's not what this is about. That's not what the people want. It's about coffee and conversation of serious nature. Exactly. And being really inspiring and having lots of wisdom. (laughs) So no pressure. (laughs) <laughs> yeah sorry um that was not on my um approved list of things that I would offer so well it is now so <laughs> giving you that oh, I love it okay. um, well here we go here we go it's happening, <laughs> it's happening. Uh, this is like such an experience for both of us <laughs> like it's just <laughs> all right well welcome to the coffee chat podcast thank you for coming on I'm saying yes. Thank you for having me. Thank your you. second, your second podcast, I believe. My second. I know. It's pretty groundbreaking. Watch you're moving out. on up. I know you're moving I'm on just, up in the world. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna become my new thing. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie to you, like now that you've probably done two, people are gonna be like, oh my God. Hey. <laughs> hey Jackie. I'll be like, no, I did my two. That's it. I'm out. <laughs> exactly. I got in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm elite now. <laughs> yeah. So what's going oh. on, Sarah? What's going on? What's happening? Well, <laughs> I know. I was like, it's just the tables of turn, which has happened on my podcast. Um, because we do some questions later, and one guest literally was like, and what's your answer to that? And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> okay, now I know. Okay. Now you know. So you know, feel free. Excuse Give you a little keep that in there um I'm gonna get you to introduce yourself to whoever is listening right now who is Jackie what's your little how do you want to present yourself to the world oh how do I want to present myself gosh um well that's a funny question how do I want to present myself that might not be who I am who do I want to present myself as? Like I don't right know. now that's, in this moment all right well who I am right now in this moment <laughs> is Jackie Diamond. Yes, that's my real name. It's not a stage name, but it's for real. Uh, I did and, not know this. Uh, okay, cool. No, I get asked this all the time. People are like, is there a stage name? I go, no, it's actually Jackie Diamond. It is not my birth name. It is my married name, Diamond. So I got, I inherited that through marriage. Um, <laughs> and it's like, yes, that's for real. Um, which is a funny thing. I had an agent years ago who asked me to change my name because it sounded like a stage name. And so I had to change. I had to have a stage name to not sound like I had a stage name, which was crazy. But oh <laughs> that's another story. So, um, so, I, so I'm an acting teacher. I'm also a director and producer, uh, mainly in theater. And, um, you know, what else? I do casting. Um, I just work kind of across the board on things in um really mainly theater but uh, but I've also done some film and some a lot of commercial stuff as well too so yeah been teaching for almost 15 years now um and I love it 
It's something that um, I didn't expect to love, but I really, really do. So I'm glad that yes. I get the opportunity to keep doing it. That's amazing. Well, yeah, because I've met you through, as you teach, you taught me for a brief, very brief moment in time. <laughs> it's a brief moment in time. <laughs> very, very what brief What does that moment. say about me? <laughs> I think it, it says anything more about me, if anything. <laughs> um, well, but, any, any success you have, I will expect full credit for, because after all, exactly. it was a serious amount of time and investment. Exactly. No, I, and I'm saying it right now on a podcast, for sure. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> you need a testimonial down the track. I got, I got That's you. Right. <laughs> You're right. For your extensive time under my tutelage. <laughs> what a, oh I love that word tutelage yeah tutelage <laughs> it sounds very you official like it sounds very serious it, it is this, this is a very serious thing this conversation we're having it is it's so serious mm-hmm. um okay so I love that you noted that you you didn't expect to go into teaching so you you obviously started out as like a performer in acting and well, yeah yeah I did I um I I always was drawn towards storytelling. I didn't like mm-hmm. I, I didn't necessarily think of it as acting. When I was a kid, I certainly didn't. I don't think I really knew what acting was, but I always I loved mm-hmm. characters. I loved playing characters and creating characters and um yeah. I loved stories. I loved reading. I was a real book nerd. Um I didn't get to go to the theater until much later because it just wasn't something in our that I didn't even know. I like I knew so little. I didn't even know what it was or that it existed. Um, my extent of anything related to acting was our TV set in our living room, and that was it. So um, you know, um, that's what it was for me for a long time. But um, yeah, and then as I got older, I um, I I was always the storytelling part of me was always a you know who I was um but I didn't really know what to do with it or with that interest and my family didn't know anything about it so they didn't you know wasn't encouraged or acknowledged really and so I found other creative outlets so I, I actually went to fashion design school for oh, wow. a year and a half it was a three-year program so I that's I went all the way for half a year <laughs> and then and then, um, you know, other exciting things came along, so I did those. Um, one of them was moving to Australia, so that was exciting. But, um, yeah, I just always had that creative outlet. And then um, and I lived in L.A. for a while before I went to Australia, and it was there that I, I was sharing house with some actors. And I was like, oh, wow, what are you doing? Can I help you? And I would read with them and do stuff. And I'm like, this is so much fun. I was like, wow, this yeah. is how do I do this? This is fun. And um, so um, it was one time when um, one of my, one of my flatmates um, was, had a big audition for a theater, uh, some theater production. I can't remember somewhere here in LA. And he asked me to come with him to the audition to be his reader at the audition. So I went with him to the audition and he got the part, which was great. But the director also offered me a role in the play, even though I wasn't auditioning. Oh and gosh. um I know, and so I was really excited to do it, but I had no idea what I was doing. I'd never had any training or anything, you know, and um, I just jumped in thinking, this, I love, this will be fun. This, I will do this. This I can do, right? 
I didn't really think that it was a craft maybe you should work out or train for, or I just didn't know. And, um, and it wasn't until we were in rehearsals and the, the male lead who was like playing, this, we were in a relationship. Um, he was really, he was very beautiful. And he knew that he was very beautiful and he was very, um, you know, appearance was everything. And he was really worried because I'd never done any acting before. And he asked me about my training. I said, no, haven't done that either. And he got really nervous because he said, you know, I've got a lot of really big people coming to the show and like big casting agents and producers and directors. And like, I, this needs to be really good. So I don't know if you're up for it. And I like, this really matters to me in my career and everything. And I was, and I, I was like, well, you know, yeah, of course I'm up for it. Of course I can do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but oh, yeah. really, I wasn't. Really, I wasn't. I didn't know what I was talking about. I mean, I, there was one thing where I had to play that that I was really drunk. I don't. I didn't even begin to know how to. You know, it was like I, I was really yeah. out of my depth. But um, I just was having so much fun that I was like, yeah, I, of course I want to do this. And then eventually, something in me went, oh, you know this is his career for real and I'm just having fun with this and um I, maybe this is not maybe I shouldn't do this maybe somebody else should step in and do this and I spoke to the director and I asked him if it would be you know a huge deal if if I stepped out and he was he didn't want me to but um but I think part of him was probably like because he liked me you know like I don't know he liked the energy or something but really I wasn't I would not have done what they just <laughs> at that time. And so I was really happy to, that, you know, I left and they went on with it. And, um, but I, but there was a part of me that definitely felt really sad because I wanted to do it. I really wanted to, yeah. I, was, I was having so much fun. Um, I just got a little bit freaked out when he told me like all these good people that were coming to see it and how important it was to him. And I was like, oh, okay. So maybe, maybe, I shouldn't be doing yeah. and I don't know maybe I could have gone who knows maybe it would have been amazing and like blown myself away <laughs> but really I I did I wasn't up for it I really wasn't I don't know how I, yeah. I, I just walked into that role and that was like the first experience for me and then after that I went and started training <laughs> I decided because I had enough of a taste of it that I thought I really like this it's so much fun yeah. I'm so enjoying exploring these characters and I love the energy in the room and the rehearsals and I just, all of it felt so good to me. Um, But I was definitely aware that I needed training. And so I started, I started doing that. And and then it took me a long time really to to try anything else, but I worked on my craft for a long time. So that was the best thing that maybe could have happened. Yeah. Yeah. That's, oh my God, that's such a cool story. It's like, like you're like yeah I think there's something really beautiful to note in that though like that you know this kind of um I guess it's like naivety of like or like the fun of it of being and that's like really beautiful to like pick at that because I think also when you start like navigating this industry at least for me like you, you can lose that naivety and the like fun that comes from that of being like I'm just here to have a good time like yes um so I think that's really beautiful and I think, I think it's true yeah 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 you know as you're saying it um I'm thinking about it and I'm thinking there's um there you know I often talk to students about 
that childlike quality that we lose as we grow up and we get more serious and we start to doubt ourselves and we start to have all these things but when we're kids we just we're all artists when we're kids right we play and we paint and we sing and we dance and we put shows on in our backyard and you know um and there's really something so divine about that you know it's like this on another plane some spiritual plane where where our souls were free to just really truly explore and play without judgment and criticism that um i think we need to hold on to that a lot more than we do and sadly it's beat out of us a lot of the time because yeah. of teasing or failing and the embarrassment and shame and you know whatever it is or or people telling you you can't that, that's not a realistic goal you shouldn't do that just, you know whatever all of these things that were said they start to just wear us down. Like for me, it was a mini version of that because I didn't know that this was something that maybe I shouldn't just be loving so much that like there was there was so much writing on it and it was serious and it was this and all of a sudden it, it just got in my head and freaked me out and I left. Um, and although I, I do think it probably was the right thing because I, I, I wasn't up for doing, I mean, now obviously understanding what it takes to to really build a character and understand and be able to portray someone authentically I didn't have that I had curiosity which is super important you know I had curiosity and I had joy and um you know those two matter a lot but without some sort of skill or craft or training then it's just you know it needs, you need all of those ingredients. So sadly, we start with the joy and the curiosity, and then we lean too far into the seriousness and the rigidity of training and yeah. da da and all this stuff. And we actually need both of those things. Oh, 100%. It's like, how dare you have fun acting? How dare you? I know. Yeah, how dare you? This is not yeah. fun. Yeah, exactly. Yes, be a- yes, be a serious actor. <laughs> I know, an actor. I mean, the thing is that, I'm, I'm in two minds about it because on the one hand, I think that um, for sure we need to go to zero, zero questions. Curiosity and, and joy has to be present in the work, absolutely without question. But I also find that, um, that for a lot of actors, you know, there's also kind of this complacency of like, I'll just be natural. I'll just get up and be natural. I mean, hello, that's what I thought I was doing. I'll just get up and I'll be natural and I'll just wing it. So who am I to say? Because I did the same thing. But pretty quickly figured out that's not the way to go and sometimes it's concerning when um you see people just like not doing the work and getting up and there's so many issues with the performance because they just stop they just get up and wing it and without doing any of the work and you can't it doesn't work like that you know yeah no I I agree I think the and I think that's I don't know if that's something that's like definitely happened within I yeah there is this like I don't know if you call it like a work ethic of just kind of like yeah like I'll just do it like I'll just you know like there's no no one's like going home and like researching or like reading you know plays or like even looking into like if you're going out for like a show like even just like look at the directors or people who are like like absorbing the work it's just kind of like I'm here let's do it and I I don't know where that's come from or how that started it's blowing my mind actually because I'm like, what? No. <laughs> yeah, I think we have to find somewhere in between. And I think the really good yeah. actors do. You know, I think that the people who are, are the ones that blow our minds with these incredible performances, they 
I think they really understand, obviously, the value of of, of honing your character and the you know yeah. bringing all your your studies and training and your technique and skills to the to the work, but never losing the joy and the curiosity of it. Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's really that's really just such a big thing that people kind of go too far one way or too far the other. And um, a lot of times, not always, I mean, but you know, the people who really, really are the, the actors that I admire, I think have found yeah. definitely that place of doing the work and, and doing, you know, like you said, going home and doing research and yeah. finding out about your character and the place and the time it took place and um, the, you know, what the relationships were around them and like where what their environment was and you know the circumstances mm. all of that stuff and really understanding it and then also maintaining the curiosity and the joy of discovery yeah oh right? I think that's so important the joy and the curiosity I, I need to write that down and just have it everywhere just like oh well, my t-shirt <laughs> yes oh my god yes let's brand it let's do it <laughs> Hilarious. honestly I think you're onto something I would actually buy one I'd be like yes I wear to bed yeah. so I just remember yeah. all the time curiosity and joy <laughs> it has That's like your right. little name on it <laughs> yeah yeah exactly I, it will I, it will belong to me those words will belong to me. yes <laughs> no but but I do I really do think that that's um that's that's the sweet spot you know finding yeah. those two yeah mm-hmm. I agree um, and doing the work uh, yes, that's important. Do the, do yeah, the work. Do the work. Yes. Mm-hmm. That, you know, even, yes. Yeah. I'm just going to leave that there. Um, in terms <laughs> of being a, a teacher and your journey. So, because, yeah, you lived in Australia and you, so you live between the US and Australia. How? Yeah. <laughs> how? Like, what? How? Why? <laughs> Why? What are you doing? <laughs> mm, I know. I know. So I sometimes wonder that too. Um, well, I grew up in San Diego, so I grew up um, two hours south of LA, and um, my mom's Mexican, my dad's American, so the two cultures, and, um, you know, I, like, <laughs> I just was a very strange child um, who, who didn't necessarily, I wasn't surrounded by friends, but I was surrounded by stories, I, that's what I did, I you know, um, I read a lot of books and I and I um, made believe that the characters were coming to life and I would I just would get lost in it. I mean, yeah. some days I'd be like, it would be getting dark and I'd be thinking, oh, you know, I spent the whole day playing. And sometimes I would, I mean, I would do that at home, obviously in my room, but sometimes, you know, I'd set up this whole world out in the backyard and do things and, um, and then, um, you know, times were different then, obviously. But um, I would, you know, I would jump on my bike and go for a ride and find somewhere quiet to go and just take a book and pack a snack and just go for the day and explore. And um, that I just, I lived in this strange, you know, I wasn't doing the normal kid things of hanging out and doing like whatever kids did, you know, playing soccer and doing all those things. I didn't do any of that. I got, I just loved stories and that's where my world was. And a lot of that, I think, has to do with the fact that um, I was, you know, growing up in an environment that was, um, you know, really complicated. Um, I think yeah. as a lot of people will have a similar experience in that, you know, when there's two cultures, it's really, you don't know which one you belong to. And, yeah. and oftentimes you don't belong to either because 
my like the American side of like friends and people at school and, and whatever, they would they would always see us as the Mexican family. My mom's Mexican and so and we lived in a pretty much highly populated white neighborhood. There wasn't a lot of I don't I think there were a few Mexican families and then maybe one African American family and that was it was pretty white. Yeah. And so um we stood out like four things for sure. And um and also because I just naturally just lived in my own private Idaho with my stories and stuff. I think I was just that weird kid. But um but then when we see like the Mexican side of my family, which we saw a lot more often because my mom has a huge like she comes from a huge family, so lots of aunties and uncles and cousins. Um I, you know, I don't necessarily fit in with how they look because I'm like five foot eleven. <laughs> they're all tiny. I'm this like tall creature that they're like they'd always be looking like, up. Whoa. Not that I was five foot eleven at the time, but I was always, you know, much taller than than my cousins and and sometimes my aunts and uncles. Um, and um, so, you know, they always would refer to us as Americans. We were the Americans, and so wow. <clears throat> it was weird. It's like in an ideal world, you would fit in with both because you could, you know, you the yeah. Mexican side would love you for that, and the American side would. But no, it was always a diagonal crisscross where you didn't really fit in in either place. Um, so I think that's one of the things that I loved about moving to Australia was that I kind of just got to be anybody. Because there were, first of all, there was, when I moved there, I don't know now, but when I moved there, there was like no, I didn't know of any other Mexicans there. And so um, it was kind of cool to just be myself and not be identified for my race. I mean, obviously, they knew I was American, but, um, you know, just a place to kind of reinvent myself and reach out and, I don't know, get to know people. And I think that's when I really started to develop really strong friendships that I still have till now, you know, with with those days first in Australia. So I think that's why it's such a special place for me, because it's where I sort of went out of the world of make-believe and into the world of like relationships and friendships that are yeah. lifelong, you know? Um, so yeah, I, and how I got to Australia is that I, um, I, you know, I said I did fashion design and then um, I got a job with a company that was international and they had, um, um, they were just setting up in Australia at the time. Wow. And I told them that I really wanted to go there and I, the general manager, oh, sorry, the managing director of the company in Australia flew out for a conference um, in San Francisco, and I got a meeting with him, and I said, I really want to go and live in North Australia. I would love to do that, and um, somehow I convinced him that it was a good idea, even though I don't know why, but it was like, you know, I was, I really just didn't have a lot of experience, but, um, but I seem to be good at, like, getting in on things where yeah this sounds like a good idea so um so I I was very very lucky um I got permanent yeah. residency and um through the company um wow. which I wasn't expecting I thought that's I was amazing so for a while yeah they offered me permanent residency and it just meant I could stay and live and work there for as long as I wanted and I I fell in love with it and I didn't want wow. to leave it wasn't you know years and years before I came back 
Wow, that's so beautiful. Oh, I love that they just gave you got permanent residency through that. That's that's actually well done. <laughs> I know. It's very impressive. When I think back, I'm like, I don't know how that yes. happened. Um, I think they just thought, who is this person? Because I was like, yeah, I'm going to come work for you. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to be the best employee you ever had. You definitely need to hire me. <laughs> and somehow, somehow they just were like, okay, well, sure. let's find out. Let's sure, do it. Why not? <laughs> Let's yeah. do everything. I mean, Let's go. I mean, I, I think part of that was that um, coming, you know, coming from Australia and meeting somebody, because I was only uh, 19 at the time. Wow. And, yeah. um, and I think they were just so, I think they were a little bit um, taken aback by this kind of total confidence and like go getter kind of, yeah. you know, and they're oh, like, yeah. wait. <laughs> So I, I think and after living in Australia and realizing that um, maybe my personality is a lot bigger than a lot of people normally have, you know, as far as like, I just, I see something and I'm like, that would be great. I want to do that. So I'll do yeah. that. You know, let's try that. I don't see like the, you know, I see possibility all the time. I don't see any reason why I shouldn't, you know, just because it's hard to show yeah. up. Someone's got to get it. Why not do it? Oh, I love that's I love that. I we all need a little bit of that because it's it's just you're just like <laughs> tunnel vision. Yeah. Like, let's do it. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, choose me. It's happening. Yeah, it's happening. I mean, you must have had that, and you up and moved yourself to Canada, so you well, thought yeah. have had a little bit of that hustle yourself. Well, I was gonna say when you were talking about being the strange kid, and I put that in quotation marks. Um, I was like, girl, I'm late. I was. I was also, I didn't do the normal childhood thing either, which now in hindsight, I was like, maybe that's why there's certain things that I'm like, oh, I didn't do the normal kid thing. I didn't have many friends, did I? That's, yeah. I wonder why, because I, I was the weird kid that was like, let's make, like, I remember in preschool, I was that kid, there's a photo that I found of me, and it's like the dress up corner, and I remember I would put on the big dress adult heels like I would just go like 110 and there's a photo of me playing a game with them and everyone's wearing just like one piece of clothing and I'm here in like a full oh I love it <laughs> and then the comment underneath is like we believe Sarah really likes to dress up and I was like really I <laughs> explains a lot about me yeah oh yeah definitely definitely I mean, there are some things, and it's funny because they say that you pretty much can tell someone's personality from childhood. It, it doesn't change that much. And I always thought, well, that's strange. Of course it changes. You know, you grow and you change. But really, at the core of it, you know, we just are who we are, I think, a lot of times. You know, I, I like my daughter, she was always pretending to be a teacher when she was a little girl. That's all she, she would always play classroom and have her little whiteboard up and have class rules and instructions and what they were going to oh study that day and all the, and then she would invite my husband and I to come into the bedroom when class was in session and we would sit and be her students and her dolls and all this well she grew up to be a preschool teacher she loves it she loves working with children and um, wow. she always she just always wanted to do that and then my other daughter uh she just loved traveling that's all she wanted to do was like she was always pretending to be in Paris or in here yeah. or wherever and um she, it was just something that she was always drawn to traveling and seeing different places and going to all the countries and visiting all the states, yes. and, you know, um, all of that. And she ended up working in hospitality and she, she's like guest services for a major hotel and, you know, she gets trips wherever. I mean, you know, it was, 
I have been one of the nicest trips I had to New York. Um, oh, I guess it was, gosh, how long ago was it? It was not long before COVID. It was like the November before COVID. And, um, and that was, um, that was because she had this beautiful suite at, in New York City at the hotel because it's like, a, you know, it's one of the perks you get working there. And so her life has become travel and beautiful, luxurious surroundings. And that's kind of, she created that. That's what she always wanted. And Sarah always wanted to teach. So they're just, you know, I think we, yes. we do see from an early age. We do see a glimpse from an early age. It's really I, that's, it's yeah, I, it is. And I think it's so, because when you first mentioned that, I think I definitely used to be like, mm, well, no, like we all change. Obviously we do evolve and have different, like, yeah, that, like, of course. But I think like now reflecting back, like I was just like, you know, I'm at my family home. So I'm just like looking at all the little photo albums and I'm like, oh, it was pretty obvious uh, that this is how it's going to turn <laughs> out. So like so dramatic at a young age, like there's a photo of me just like going like this with like a flower and I'm like, Stop it. And you're like, you're like, mood. (laughs) I love it. I love it when we see ourselves, like our our present selves in a young picture. You know, it's like a time travel moment. You're like, oh, wait, what? I was there a few seconds ago and here I am doing the same stuff. Like, loving the same stuff. It's so cool. It's also like a really nice reminder to, yeah, like we kind of said at the beginning, to go back to your childhood self. Because that's just like, it's the joy and the curiosity. It's coming yeah. back to that branded t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the branded t-shirts. Yeah, and just the freedom to, to, to be artists without expectation, you know, just, just because it was fun, yeah. you know? Hell yeah. That's what we need more of. Oh, I agree. More, more sort of a space to just explore and discover and play um, without any expectation without without it being about trying to book a job or trying to like you know move up to the next level or whatever but just for the sake of exploration and discovery right I just thought the term I agree um the term next level is something that I've been thinking about I was like what does that mean when they're like you got to get to the next level and I'm like can I just be at my level like for now like is that yeah, yeah. it's always like I'm like what is this term like I was like what does that mean like what is the net blows my mind I know it's crazy <laughs> you know what it is it's it's um I think people are uncomfortable being in the present moment mm. I, I think that's what it is you know um and I'm not saying this like I'm separate to those people. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of times. I mean, I am I am an anxious person by nature. So I'm always like everything about what I do is like operating out of making sure all the T's are crossed and all the, you know, I's are dotted. Oh, yeah. And um, you know, I'm always super prepared for whatever job I'm doing or whatever I'm working on. I don't just wing it because, you know, I feel like uh the thought of that is is scary to me sometimes you know and I'm my thing that I try to work on is being less less you know like OCD about my my need to have everything figured out ahead of time um so you know that it really just comes down to living in the present moment and I think for actors it comes down to that in their work too it's like just be present in the moment if you're present in the moment then you know real things are occurring you're not having to like make believe or create these false yeah. ideas or, or circumstances 
if you're just present in the moment, you're truly listening to the other actor that you're working with um, and really, really, truly listening to what they're saying in a way that what they're saying to you is like pictures and stories that are coming up for you. You're going to have these natural reactions. It's going to be, a, it will just happen because it's real and it's plugged into something. But um, I think a lot of times actors try to, um, you know, they're thinking two, three steps ahead. They're trying to go, oh God, what's my next line? Or what, uh, oh wait, what was my blocking for this? Or, and that's just the death of a great performance because once you get in your head about it, we start seeing the wheels turning and you're oh, not yeah. present. You're pulled out into another place. And so then in the present moment, you're constantly just in robot mode of like taking your line and waiting for the next line and taking oh, yeah. your line and waiting for the next line. And that just becomes the most painful performance to watch you know it's just try to be present and try to listen like really truly listen and um and and things just will happen because that is real life it's happening you know the story is real yeah I agree and as someone who has uh <laughs> also acted as in my very in my head it's also painful for the actor to be in your yes. head <laughs> yeah it's not fun yeah. I know it's painful to watch, but it's also not painful when it's happening to you. It's, it's the whole time. Oh, I know. Trust me, I've been there. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. It's, yeah, it's I've not good. There. I've been there going, oh my God, oh my God, what, um, you know, what do they think? How's it going, I wonder? You know, all these thoughts that do not belong in your head, get them out. Yeah, you just gotta, <laughs> believe me, I know. It's painful for, for you as the actor, and it's painful for the audience, Yeah, and it's just a painful experience. So, Really, what's the lesson of the story? You know, be present. Be present and listen. If you, if all you do is really, truly listen, you are naturally going to be a better actor. If you oh, yeah. can't help but be, you know, it's just, that's what will happen. Exactly. Which transitions. So what, um, what lights you up about the craft of acting? Oh my gosh. One thing? No, I don't have one thing. What lights me up about the craft of acting? Um, well, like I said, bringing stories to life. I love, I love seeing um, something on the page that becomes something completely, you know, um, three-dimensional on the stage or on, on film or whatever, you know, yeah. just seeing the story transform from words to living, breathing relationships and people that we are invested in and care about. And, um, you know, we, we, we suffer with them when they're suffering and we celebrate with them when, when yeah. there's a joy and, um, you know, we grieve with them when there's losses and, and we get furious at them when they're being assholes. And, you know, it's like it, you get invested yeah. in the story. And I, I just, I love that words on the page that came from someone's head, you know, someone thought these up and then wrote them down and then other people read them. And now it's a living, breathing thing. I, it's, there's something very magical yeah. about that to me, you know? Oh, I think that's... I agree. Yeah, it's so magical that that happens. It, it still blows my mind that that came from someone deciding to write the story down. Yes. And, and, you know, now it's alive. And then these performances, I mean, not all of them, obviously, but the ones that live on, I mean, they just... They, oh. they live on because we connected to them so um, profoundly um, and they've, they've done something, you know, they've, they've opened something up in us or they've um, shifted something in our, the way that we think. Um, I, I just think it's, it's so, I think it's such a magical craft. I really yeah. do. And I think that um, 
it's so important. I think some of the things that were being said during COVID really were, um, I found a little upsetting about, you know, and I know they were just like funny memes and things people were saying, but at the same time, I thought, gosh, again, artists are not given that place of value that, that we should be, you know, I don't mean me myself, but like any, all artists, you know, I, I just think I would see things like, um, about frontline workers, which of course we're all like, yes, the club frontline workers, and yes, pay them what they're supposed to be paid, and thank you for doing your job. Absolutely, no question. It's so important, and um, I'm so grateful they were there to do that. But but then they would say things like, you know, like actors. Now when you know, now we see how how frivolous it was to be yeah. an a actor or an artist or a singer or whatever. And I'm like. Actually, no, because during uh, during COVID is when I think the, the the important nature of what we do really became obvious. Exactly. Because where do people yeah. turn? They turn to films. They turn to music. They turn to art. They turn to books. Yes. They, you know, they were they turned to the arts for yeah. healing and peace of mind during really difficult times and you know what it's like you're going through it right now being locked up in your house under yeah. you know so what are you doing you're creating art you're doing your stuff you know you're you know you do what you do and um I just think that uh there's a lot of healing that comes through art in the world oh, because it's I universal do. you know people yeah. stories are translated to so many different languages music is just you know music it doesn't yeah. need any translation and um, art and all of those things are the things that feed our soul and sustain us when we're really feeling a little bit hopeless I think yeah. I mean not the one and only thing but I think it's a hugely important thing oh. so I think more than ever I think people probably are understanding the significance of what it means to appreciate our artists yeah oh I agree I think like there was a post that I think I'd like reposted where someone said that we need to stop um, thinking of the arts as a glorified um, hobby mm -hmm. or like, cause that's, yeah. you know, that's people are just like, oh, like you're, and it's, you know, these stereotypes of like, oh, like you're an actor or like you're an artist, you're a creative and people are like, oh, it's, and it's like, yeah, the industry itself, that's an industry problem in the thing, but I love that when going back to the core of like creating and storytelling, like it's why I love when you said storytelling, because I think that's like mm. such a beautiful thing. Like that's the essence of like being a creative or an actor or performer, however you want to, you know, label yourself is it's always back to the storytelling and inspiring people and just making people laugh. Like, you know, it's an escape and it's like, without all of us, <laughs> what would you all be doing in the lockdown? Like, yeah, exactly. be staring at a wall, right. literally. <laughs> like. Yeah, who knows? You might you might plant a garden. That would be good too. But um, no, I just think that um, I think it's more. I mean, I love what you say about like it makes us um, laugh and it lightens our heart, and mm -hmm. you know, yes, all of that. But I think I think it goes beyond that. I think it goes to it makes us feel because yeah. it's not always laughter. You know, sometimes it's loss. Sometimes it's um, loneliness sometimes it's yeah. um you know sort of going through the story of someone else's grief which helps you connect to something that maybe you didn't allow yourself to grieve over you know yeah. who doesn't love a good cry in a movie when you see you know when you're really invested in the story and everything 
And the reason is, it's not because we enjoy crying necessarily. It's because what comes from, from that release is yeah. a lightness. You know, there's a lightness that comes after it. And so it's great to laugh. Absolutely. Laughter is the best medicine, right? But I think the reason that artists matter so much and the work that any artist does is because it gives all human beings an opportunity to feel. And we don't actually allow ourselves to feel that much unless we're artists. Um, most people, because who wants to walk around, you know, feeling all the feels? People don't want to feel all the feels. That's not comfortable. And really also not uh, not conducive to a normal, happy life because people would go, oh my God, this person's insane. They've lost their marbles. They're walking around crying because of something or they're walking around laughing hysterically or they're, you know, I don't know, whatever they're doing. You can't feel to that extent in real life because yeah. it would you would you would get locked in the loony bin or something but um you know so for most people who are not artists who just you know do all other important jobs that they're doing they don't get the opportunity to really be in touch with those feelings or those um those you know memories and you know they kind of lock them away in a little a little room somewhere in their inside <laughs> of themselves our house right and then we have our little room and so um I think that's why most people go to the theater or go see a, a film or, or go to the opera or whatever it is. I think it's because in that dark space, in that theater, it's, it's everyone has permission to feel. They get to laugh, they get to cry, they get to release something that they, and when they leave, they can just wipe their face and go, wow, that was something like, that just took me to a place and whatever. And then you can get back to it and go back to work and, you know, Make sure that uh, you know you're treating all your patients, and make sure that you're taking care of all those taxes and you know all those things that people Doing have to do things. in the world. <laughs> yeah, digging holes and whatever it is. Um, I just think I, I think it's a it's a place to safely feel whatever it is that you don't allow yourself to feel, and that's, I really think that's why we crave it. Yeah, I agree. I think like I always say that like art can be so therapeutic for like the creator who's creating it, but also the audience. It goes both ways. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's also such a beautiful tool to educate people and like, you know, you can use it as that as well. Um, and er like you can learn something from everything. So I agree. Yeah. I'm agreeing. <laughs> we are in agreement. We are in Go agreement. Ahead. Well done. Um, <laughs> okay. Job. Well done. We did well. That's <laughs> yeah, we're proud of ourselves. <laughs> Woo, patting myself on the back there. It's a win. It's a win. Um, okay, let me ask if there what are your what's three like kind of tips or advice for young performers that you think they they should know? <laughs> they should they should listen to. Um, I feel like is well, it joy and curiosity? <laughs> I mean, yes, joy and curiosity is definitely like don't lose that, make sure you nurture it and make sure that you know that um that, that is that is essentially who you are. I mean, that's your soul, that's your spirit, right? So um don't let the world beat it down. You know, really be aware that that's yeah. your divine gift that you are given and um and hold on to it and keep it with you always, you know, really let that feed you. Um the other thing that I would say to any young performer is read. I think people need to read more. People don't read enough. Read plays, read books, read, you know. I, I know it's easy to go and watch films a lot of times, and we do. I mean, we all do. 
Um, and I'm not against that in any way, shape or form, but like there's something about reading a story, whether it's a novel or whether it's a play um, that really um, awakens your, your own inner creativity you know, because you don't have it in front of you. So in your mind, you know, when you're reading a story, yes. you start to see all the characters and, and you, you see the, the places and you see the costumes and you see all, everything that's going on in a different way. And so that sometimes it gets, when it turns into a film, you're like, oh, wow, that's kind yes. of different to how I imagined it. Or sometimes you're like, no, that's exactly how I pictured it. Um, but I think the, the act of, even if it's a film that you can easily go and see, I, I always say try and find the screenplay and read the screenplay or read the play that it's based on or whatever it is because um, I think it's more, uh, it opens up more of your creative brain to read it and, um, and, and let, your, let what you're taking in build you to that world and fill in all the colors. And then you can watch the film later, you know. Um, but I, I think reading is huge. And not just, plays and, and novels and stories like that, but just about what, you know, the people that inspire you in the world, you know, read about yeah. people's stories, read about what's going on. And, and all, everything that we know, any knowledge that we can bring into it, um, the, the better that we're going to be as, um, as performers, as artists, you know, because um, I think the best artists are, are people who are knowledgeable and well-read. I mean, they know, you know, they understand a wide cross-section of what's going on. So joining curiosity, reading. And um, the other thing I would say is make sure that you have a good support system in place because this is not an easy um, industry. Um, and I know people are told that a lot, but I don't think they realize yeah. quite how much it can pound the life out of you. Um, so you know, really have a good support system in place. Make sure that you're careful about the people you surround yourself with. Um, you know, make sure they're good people. Make sure they're all rowing your boat and not, you know, drilling a hole in Oh, yes. Um, you know, um, and, you know, it's a process, right? You learn. Um, there's people who are interested in going along for the ride because they like your ambition or your... Um, enthusiasm or whatever it is but make sure that they're also contributing something to you you know make sure that you have good people around you and hello I also strongly recommend that everybody in the world but particularly artists have some sort of therapy that they have you know whether it's yoga meditation actual therapy um you know hiking swimming like find yeah. something that that helps you reconnect to earth and to yourself and and um, do not do not focus on the goal of fame as a, a thing. I can't I can't tell you how much I dislike the idea of fame. I, I, that doesn't mean yeah. you know I'm all about people being successful. Of course I love that for the for the purpose of what they what they love doing and their work. But there's something really gross to me about celebrityism and the chase for fame it's it's that has that actually has nothing to do with acting or storytelling yeah. that is something else and if you're if that's why you're in it then you there's other there's other easier ways to become known you know there's i wouldn't uh, recommend acting unless you know yeah yeah it's like especially now right you can just 
do whatever, you know, there's a lot of ways to get known and, and a lot easier, you know. So mm. I think only only go forward with acting if it's really um if it's really what you love doing and you know if it's your passion and then make sure that you have the yeah. people around you, make sure that you don't lose your joy and read. I love that. That's actually, I, oh my God, I, I love every single one of those. Um, I also love the reading thing. That's something that I, cause as for me as a kid, I read a lot and it's something I mm-hmm. just, and I think it's just the world we live in. It's we're consumed by phones, social media, like, you know, everything you can, why read it when it's here? Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. I remember when I was younger, like I would read like five books in a day. Like I just, you know, was obsessed with that. And so I tried during now being locked down um, in Sydney, I've been reading again. And I also like, I'm trying to read, like, if there's a film that's been made, I try to read the book first before watching the film or watching the TV mm-hmm. show. Because there's also something really exciting about that where you're like, oh, yeah. like you said, you're like, wow, that's not how I pictured that. Cool. Right. right. All right. Oh, she's playing that character? I didn't see yeah. that character. And you're like, wow, okay. It's like really, it's yeah. like an exciting exercise. So you're like, oh, interesting. And I think it also brings even perspective in this industry that like, if you want to like, you know, go up, talk about casting and stuff, like everyone has a different vision. Um, that's right that you're like oh one person will picture it this way another person will picture it that way and it's just it's a whole I mean like you said before the whole the whole thing blows my mind like the when you're watching something I had a thought the other day and I was like oh my god like someone's written all these like lines of dialogue like every single one of them (laughs) what (laughs) so I agree and I think that's beautiful advice um okay I'm gonna ask you some fun little questions uh, before we okay. map up. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right. Here we go. Uh, if a movie was made about your life, uh, what genre would it be and who would play you? Oh, gosh. Um, I think comedy. And uh, who would play me? Mm. I want to say Julia Louis-Dreyfus, maybe. I don't know. I feel like... Ooh. <laughs> I feel like, like... <laughs> yes! I <Yeah>. see yes. <laughs> I support that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. That's oh, should be that. fun too. Should be really fun. Oh yeah, oh. I know. I think we'd be best friends if we met. <laughs> I mean, hey, I I said that about so many people, like who I mean, who are celebrities. I'm like, no, nah, I'm sure we'd be okay. best friends. I was like, yeah. yeah. I'm just. And you were like, oh, don't chase fame. I was like, the only reason I would chase fame is to be best friends with Sarah Paulson. That's with the Sarah only. Paulson. Yeah, I was like, I know it's terrible. Yeah, I was like, I think we would actually genuinely be like really good. Friends. Do you remember in um four weddings in a few, wait no not four weddings in a few in um oh god what was it called um Notting Hill when she meets um uh, when his sister meets the Julia Roberts character and she's like yeah. I just feel like I we genuinely like truly would be the best of friends like I know that we will be and it's just so funny because I just go I've had those thoughts about certain people <laughs> and not because of the celebrityism just because wow I like I this person just is I get them like they make me laugh they whatever it is I feel like we would connect yes. you know yes so like funny. yes can we normalize that because I was like no like people don't quite understand it because I will I, okay I watch a lot of celebrity interviews when I like when I watch someone's work and I'm like oh I love that actor and I will like watch their interviews and there are generally some actors that I'm like I just on a personality level you're a talented actor but I just feel like we'd connect 
Like, yeah, that's right. Oh, it's not just me. Sarah's may align. The stars may align. Stars may align. <laughs> Sarah Paulson. <laughs> yeah, she right. might be scared of me because I'd be like, hi. <laughs> You're like, hi, Sarah Paulson. I know everything about you. I know when you were born. I know your favorite color. <laughs> that wouldn't be scary at all, Sarah. Well, that would not be scary at all. No, 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 no. It's normal. <laughs> okay. I love you. The, you know, I got the same shirt you were in that play or whatever. You know. ah. Okay, next it. question. Okay, next question. Um, what's a piece of advice that you didn't take but you wish you did? Oh gosh. Okay. Uh, piece of advice I did not take that I wish I did. So many. Um oh god, that's hard. That stumped me. Okay, let me think. Um I don't know. I can't even think. Let me think. I'm like, I can't think. Let me think. <laughs> I don't what that is. Um, well, I will say that um, the training thing at first, you know, I didn't see the need for it. And I, because it just didn't make sense to me. I'm like, you either love doing it. How can you be taught to do that? It didn't make yeah. sense to me. It took me a little bit to, to take that seriously and realize. And I should have taken that earlier. Had I done that earlier, I may have taken that play, you know. No, I don't know. I'm sure there's lots of other pearls that I can't think of right now, but um, yeah. That's that's all. I'll take it. Um, what do you first notice about someone when you meet them? Okay, this is a weird thing. Oh, okay. That I don't know if any, I don't know that this is a thing that happens to most people. But when I, when I meet people and see them, I somehow immediately see their child version. I, oh, wow. I don't know why. So I see I see them as like they could be whoever they are, but I see them as their little self. And um, oh. so I immediately connect to that 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 little self. And I think that's why I'm so interested in people because I I just go, oh, I see the child in you. I see the sweetness. I see the you know the the beauty of something that people might feel is intimidating or brash or whatever and I'll go oh that's just a frightened this is just a frightened child this is and, and so I have this like natural empathy it's a really strange thing I mean I'm grateful that I have that because really it allows me to just be naturally empathetic towards people and really see yeah. the, the, oh, yeah. the best version of who they were um, I don't know why it's just something that I always I remember talking about this years ago um with my therapist and saying I just always see people as their child yeah. version and he's like that's not like I think that was a strange thing he was like well he said it's okay. really a beautiful thing because it it just means how deeply empathetic you are and and I'm yeah. like oh so you don't do that <laughs> wait do people not do that so um I I I would say that but um when I'm, I notice when I'm in conversation with people I am usually looking at their mouth more than their eyes, which is weird because the eyes are the window to the soul. But I do focus on, um, I tend to, like, even as I'm talking to you, I'm talking to your mouth. I don't know oh why. Oh my God. Just, something yeah, I'm very self-conscious like about my mouth. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a little something in that truth. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> You're like, what? I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh God. Oh God. No, no, no. no. Wow. But, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I see how they speak. There's something about the way they, they say their words. I'm a real, um, I'm a word nut. I love language. I love words. And I am kind of a grammar police. I don't try to be as just language. I think language is 
so yeah. I, there's a lack of respect for language, I think, over time. Oh, I agree. And, uh, yeah. So I don't know. I love it. Oh, that's so that's so beautiful that you see the young. Ah, I love that. Well, you know what? Maybe someone out there listening to this would be like, me too. They could be on a walk oh, right now. Wow. I know. That will be that one person, that yeah. other person in the world. You'd be like, oh, you're the other one. Okay. That's so it's beautiful. Oh, I love it. I didn't know that it wasn't an everyone thing, but apparently it's that's, not an everyone thing. I've had a lot of moments like that in my life, which I think is very interesting when I've just, like things that I've done and I've gone people are like when I you know say these things they're like nope that's just you and I'm like what I know not everyone's doing that (laughs) yeah no there's all sorts of things that I'm like oh that's you know how when that happens and they're like no that doesn't happen oh okay you're like cool let me go call my therapist now (laughs) (laughs) but there you go right back to the natural curiosity that that I have for so many people because I'm like oh like we're both human beings who you know would share similar things but but every person is so unique and so different and I'm always really curious about what it would be like to be you or play you or you know it's so interesting I love that oh I love it okay and last question what's the last film or tv show that you watched that really stuck with you um Wow, I see so many films during the week because I'm always preparing. I love it. Um, well, you did it. Wait, that's the end of the podcast. You made it. Oh my it. gosh, my second podcast. You're I'm second. like a pro at this now. You're I'm, a pro. You know, I know. I mean, I think that's going to be my new thing. You know, <laughs> it's going to be my new thing. Um, thank you for having me. It was a lot of fun just hanging out and chatting. Yes. Um, always happy for a chat with Sarah. Oh, stop. That's beautiful. Always. And that's a wrap on another episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Coffee Chat Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoy recording these episodes. Make sure that you do subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to this podcast on. And be sure to give me a follow on Instagram at coffeechat.podcast. I post a few behind the scenes, sneak peeks, and just updates on the podcast. So make sure you subscribe to that so that you can be the first to know. And I will see you in the next episode.